Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to Saints History, told and experienced the way God intended it, with excessive amounts of alcohol and cursing. The booze is probably bourbon because... Their alcohols are for rich women on diets. Now, here's your Drunk Saints History host, who is... Bombed out of his gourd. Alright, welcome to the first edition of Saints Drunk History Season 2. Uh, you made the donations, and we're having it. Uh, I am four beers in. I am drinking uh, Shock Top uh, Belgian White. Andrew's joining us. Andrew, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, just good old fashioned Andy Gator, man. There you go. So, um, so eight percent, eight percent alcohol. So we try to come up with topics, and I'll give full credit. We we had this as a question. Reed Gilbert, friend of the friend of the podcast, asked a question. What was the what is the worst play, single play in Saints history? And I was like, we can't do that on a regular podcast. Me and Andrew have to get shit faced and count them. We're not going to count them down. We're just going to go through them and then like vote for our worst. And this list, Andrew, is pretty fucking extensive. Like it, it, it isn't like people are. Po- you're, you're probably like Vernon Davis digs, and you kind of got like two or three in your head, dude. We got a list of ten, so we need to get to it. Uh, but thanks to everybody for donating. Uh, first one is kind of put them together. Andrew is in seven nineteen seventy eight. The Saints went seven and nine. It was the first time they ever got over five hundred during the year. They got to five and five. They got to five and four. They lost to Pittsburgh. They played Atlanta mm-hmm. uh, in. They played Atlanta in the dome. They're winning seventeen to thirteen, uh, and. Steve Barkowski hit Alfred Jackson for a 57-yard touchdown on the last play, and the Saints lost 20-17. to uh, That's pretty fucking horrific. Uh, losing on a Hail Mary to your most bitter rival in a season where you're finally, like, the Saints weren't good, but they were, like, not a trash heap. So, pretty awful. But the thing that makes it worse, Andrew, is two weeks later, they went to Atlanta and they lost again 20 to 17 because same score yeah. same score because the referees called a pass interference on a Hail Mary on the Saints and Atlanta threw a touchdown from the 1 yard line and won 20 to 17 again i mean if that happened today andrew suicide watch saints twitter melts down it's i mean i don't even i don't even know how to describe that like i'm watching the youtubes and it's fucking horrific like yeah i see i think back then there was less optimism and there was less like in general there was just less um i mean it was more expected that it would play out that way you know so i mean it was horrific but i think if something like that were to happen now oh my god uh, 
I mean, it would, you know, when, now that there's the expectation that we at least have a chance against the Falcons and, you know, we sort of expect to win and, and, um, you know, on top of that, I just, I, man, I couldn't even imagine. I don't advocate, I, I don't advocate violence, but I'm watching this PI call, Andrew, on the YouTubes. You can find it. Uh, if that happened today in the span of three weeks, uh, Saints fans what's, might the, march what's the name of the PI? What like the YouTube clip? What's it? It's the title. Let me see. Hold on, it's being slow again. It. it hold on, let me see. I gotta look at this. I just pulled. I just typed in. You think night? If you type in Falcon Saints. Night? No, that. If you type in Falcons, no, that's the Hail Mary from. We gotta go. Oh shit! Which uh, which Hail Mary? Which see, one now, was more they're, they're all up. Nineteen? No, that's. Uh, I'm. You can go and you can you can type in seventy eight Atlanta yearbook, and it's there. That's the one that I use, and I had it bookmarked. For this, okay. for a special one, but if you want, if you want to see it and feel the pain, you can go 1978 Atlanta Falcons yearbook, and you can search it, and it's fucking horrific. And if if that PI happened today, Saints fans might march to the league office in New York and burn it to the fucking ground. I am not. I shit you not. Like that. Call, like I think like Sean Payton would murder an official if that happened, and if it happened on a Thursday night, he'd murder every official. <laughs> I mean, just it's fucking awful. But but this is my nominee. I think when when it's all said and done, and we get to the end of this, I think Andrew, my nominee for worst play in Saints history. This one is this one is as strong as any of them. And I know people are like Stephon Diggs, Stephon Diggs. But in 1983, the Saints were eight and seven, hosting the Rams. Win the game, they get to nine and seven. They get a wild card, first playoff, first, first winning season. It's all there for them. They play a game where the Rams don't fucking score an offensive touchdown, and the Saints are winning. The Saints are leading twenty-four to twenty-three at the end of the game, um, and they punt. Like Bum Phillips has a decision to make: Do I like? Go for it, and let's like fourth and a half a yard with George Rodgers, or do I punt and let my kick-ass young defense with Ricky Williams and Frank Warren and all those guys that were the the core of that dome patrol defense, right? This is their, this was they were all on the team and they were all super young, right? So Bum is like, do I let my defense win it, or do I try to run it with George Rodgers? He's like, I'm gonna punt it, and I'm gonna make my defense, I'm gonna let my defense try to win this game, and the Rams had a fourth. And fucking 18. And all the Saints had to do was stop him. And Preston Denard caught a 26-yard pass. And the Saints lost. Because Lansford kicked his field. And, and, and this one's really hard to find on YouTube because... Uh, the the guy's video during the play it like goes black so I'm not even sure if it's Preston Denard I'm like ninety percent sure I tried to find box scores but his number um, but you can you can find that on the YouTube's if you want Andrew I mean when you those were dark times I mean 
if you put it all because together, people really believe that was the year we were going to make the yeah, playoffs for like, the first time. And like Baum was a fun coach. He was Love You Blue, and he was you know he had the cowboy hat and all that. And I mean like when you when you sack it all together, like playoffs, winning season, fourth and eight, like you put it all together, and they don't win. Like I mean that's that that just that's just soul crushing. Considering what the Saints were at that time, you know. Yeah. So, fun, fun fact about that game: the Saints alternate. Speaking, speaking of hail marys, are you? Did you not include the Tim Couch? Oh, Mary? we'll get we'll get to that. I'm going chrono- chronologically. We, we got- There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming. And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Fun thing about that game, the Rams had a 72-yard punt return for a touchdown, a 31-yard interception return for a touchdown, and a 43-yard interception return for a touchdown. Jesus. I mean, can you fucking imagine? The t- dude, the Rams had. So they basically had two defensive touchdowns and a special teams touchdown, and it converted fourth and 21 and still only won by three at the gun. Yep. They had three turnovers. That's uh, comical. They had 238 total yards. The Saints only had 253. The Saints alternated quarterbacks. The quarterback combo of fucking death in that game. Ken Stabler and Dave Wilson. They alternate them. Oh, well, yeah, you don't deserve to make the playoffs. (laughs) They each threw a pick six. Dave Wilson's quarterback rating, 12 and a half. That's not far off from his career rating. Yeah. Um, But, uh... Just, I mean, just if you want to talk about brutal loss. So then, you know, this one I kind of threw in for fun and games because because I knew that you would really have a good recollection of it. Me too. Is nineteen ninety Saints go eight and eight? They go to Chicago. They traded oh, for man. you know they had the Bobby Abreu holdout. They they played Walsh. Uh, they went to Chicago. Chicago was like at the they were the, that was the tail end of the Dicka years where they they weren't a Super Bowl contender anymore. The Saints go there. You're talking about the playoff game in Chicago? Yep, I'm talking about the playoff game. And the Saints block a field goal and run it back for a touchdown. They would have been up 7-3, to I believe. And Vince Buck, they said he was offside. I still look at it, and I'm like, it's really fucking close. And I'm telling you, man, if the Saints would have got that, they'd have won that playoff game. It would have been ugly as shit. It would have been terrible. It would have been nasty. Um, but um, uh, it, actually, it would. It was a 19-yard field goal by Kevin Butler. It would have put the Saints up seven and nothing. The Saints would have won that game, Andrew. The whole Jim Mora legacy is different. 
so I mean I think I think we got to at least discuss this as as one of the worst plays in Saints history. You know, but I feel like with that, there's a lot of what ifs. Like you go back to Vernon Davis and Stefan Diggs, like even the the Lanceford thing, the fourth and twenty. Like Saints make a play, they win. Yeah. You know, you're kind of going back to a moment in a game very yeah. early that you're saying may have changed the outcome. And uh, you know, I don't I don't disagree with you. I mean, I think you know they ended up scoring six points, so. The whole game. So if they get four K ended the game there, at quarterback because Walsh got hurt. He separated yeah, his shoulder. Yeah. So and they lost their quarterback in that game. So um you know, I mean all all the playoff losses hurt in that era. I mean, I remember that one and obviously I remember being really disappointed and you know, Steve Walsh kinda had an okay season, but we didn't really feel like he was necessarily the answer and there was a lot of uncertainty about Bobby Abair coming back or not. So, you know, uh, that that loss hurt, but I mean, I, I think back to the loss, the home playoff loss to the Eagles and Falcons. Oh, we'll get, to that. we'll get to that. Yeah, now, I, I just remember those hurting. More. This one is a strong one too. This is a sleeper one. Michael Haynes, fifty-one yard touchdown versus Milton Mack, with about two minutes to go in the 90, 1991 Saints Falcons playoff game. Um, yeah, I mean that that was just unspeakably horrible. <laughs> Um, you know, uh, it's funny, like we, we could talk about Vernon Davis and Stefan Diggs and we will in a minute. And, you know, I think any I young mean, Saints fan or post 2006 Saints fan, you know, that that's, that's fresh on everyone's mind. I mean, I remember the home loss to the Falcons and just, you know, the, the, I remember it just as clearly. And the thing I think I, I had a deep burning hatred for Deion Sanders. You know, the kind of hatred where like when you're a kid and you just see someone's face and you get pissed off. And that's how I felt about him. And I just remember not only them winning, but him taking off his helmet. You know, of course he always had like that bandana covering his head underneath. MC Hammer, Vander Holyfield on the sideline. Yeah. And, and he's high stepping in the end zone, and he's got that big sheepish, sheepish smile, and um, I mean, just acting like a complete idiot. And um, I, I just, man, like I, that visual is burned into my memory forever, and it's it's one of my darkest moments. Yeah, that game has a dark moment too. The Saints were up ten to nothing, and just just killing Atlanta and it like the pass rush was killing them early and it didn't matter that all the Saints I just remember hurt. Dalton Hilliard go, running it from one yard in you had a yeah. great off goal line carry for a touchdown Put the dome is going the dome is going apeshit and you you felt like it was a moment like a fork in the road in time like this is it they yeah. got it they're gonna yeah. do it and to have it flip like that against the Falcons at home yeah. um, I remember yeah I remember the the the, the Haynes touchdown and the Bobby Bear threw a horrible pick in the end zone to deal, yeah. I think, when they were up 10 to nothing and they were about to punch it in and they'd been up seven. You know, the Saints up 17 to nothing with their defense. I didn't care if they could play me at corner. I mean, why was Bobby Bear throwing to yeah. Dion in the first place? And, you it's, know? It's just and, like, it, and it's just yeah. like, oh, fuck. And, and um, you know, that, that, that one is, that one is brutal this one and bobby bobby was stubborn you know he he was yeah i think his attitude was i'm gonna go at your best player and i'm gonna throw i'm gonna throw a touchdown on Dion. you know yeah. and 
that, that whole thing was frustrating. But I think, you know, what's important to remember is at this point, the Saints haven't won a Super Bowl. The Falcons haven't either. The Saints have never won a playoff game. So, like, it was just a different era, and the franchises had accomplished a lot less. So yeah. the only thing I can liken it to at that point is imagine if the Saints had not won the Super Bowl in 2009, and then the Falcons win that 28 to three debacle against the Patriots. So imagine like the Falcons having a Super Bowl and the Saints not having one and how that would make you feel uh, if they had hung on to win that game. Like, yeah, that's in that moment. That's how it felt. Yeah, it was it was it was that was the that was the the dark times. Then, you know, they didn't really the the, the Philadelphia playoff game didn't have anything. Uh, the next one is. The 1999, the, the Tim Couch Hail Mary play to Kevin Johnson is the Browns' first win. I don't think, I don't think it rates the as new a, Browns. The right? new Browns. I don't yeah. think it rates as like a top three worst play of the Saints in Saints history. But we got to mention it because Dick is on the ground, and that that was like when that happened. You were like, the Ditka era is fucking done. Get it out, fumigated, clean it out. As the play happens, Ditka literally collapses to the ground and is face down. Yes, on the turf (laughs) in the dome. (laughs) Well, like he, I mean, you you can hear a pin drop. I've never been in a stadium. I was at that game, seventy thousand people, and you could hear a pin drop. (laughs) And the thing is, you you see the you see the Browns (laughs) erupt. You see Couch put his hands up, and everyone kind of run on the field, going nuts, and, like, the dome is just complete dead silence. And, and Ditka, Ditka is laying there like a sniper just took him out. And here's the thing. The, the guy in, in our section, we've been in the same section forever. There's a guy behind us, and he's big on clock management. And the Saints, I forgot what they did. They fucked up some clock. They left. They, basically, <laughs> they, they, they called a timeout when they shouldn't have, and they left. They like, for less miles. Yeah. yeah, they just like, well, we'll just call a timeout. You know, instead of like burning it down and letting it go to like three seconds and have Doug Bryan kick the field and get it out and being like whatever they would have been, like two and nine or whatever. So the guy behind me is like, Mitka, Mitka, you fucking suck. You fucking suck. Fuck you, clock management shithole! And he's just yelling. Did I just say Mitka? I think I did. Yes, and, you did. <laughs> shit. I am old, man. Four beers should not do this to me. Um, Mitka. <laughs> but, I, love but, it. I love it that wasn't even, like, planned. People, you get, people are like, that, that, that love this, this podcast, are like, that's what I paid for! But so the dude I is could, just, I could be I could be speedballing right now and, <laughs> and you, I would never mispronounce the word Didka. <laughs> so the dude is just he's just losing his shit from the moment the Doug Bryan field goal is good to the time of the Hail Mary. He's just losing his fucking mind. And the Saints are like at this point are like three and eight. And it's just that's all I remember. But that play it's not the worst in Saints history, but it's 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 bad. So yeah, I just remember like driving home. You know, we'd always put on Buddy D after the game, driving back from the dome, and I just remember them interviewing Ditka and the players, and it was just one of those games where it was like, man, just let these guys go home. Like, don't even bug them. Like, it, it was just, it was somber. Yeah, it was depressing. Yeah, and Ditka was just like, 
Dicker should have resigned on the spot is what he should have done. Um, Absolutely. But, but he, we had more – the, the rest of that season was – they had great Dicker moments, so maybe not. So the next one, I think that – I love all these plays. I'm every one of them. Like this could be the one. This could be the. But you talked about how like one play changes everything in the Ford. Like this play. Like I think you can argue it if it goes the other way. Like the entire history of the Saints is different, and the Drew Brees era might never have happened. Two thousand and two. Saints Vikings Andrew. The mm-hmm. Saints are. Uh, Ahead late, the Vikings score, and Jack Del Rio decides to go for two, and you you take it from. Well, let me let me, let me set it up for the folks, and then you can take it because I like your description. So the Saints are playing Minnesota. They're up uh, thirty-one to twenty-four late. The Vikings score on a. Uh, Randy Moss, 13-yard touchdown with five seconds left, and you take it over from there. Yeah, well, I think the first thing is, you know, for the Saints fans that remember this, Aaron Brooks was the quarterback, and uh, this was the season where he had hurt his arm, and, and he refused to come out. And, and this game um, was you know, fucking wild. They had a very capable quarter backup in Jake DeLome, but Jim Haslett didn't want to put DeLome in because – Brooks could play. He just wasn't as good. Like he, he, he lost his velocity and his, and his accuracy because it was a throwing arm injury. And DeLome, you know, he didn't want a quarterback controversy because prior to that, you know, Aaron Brooks came in for Jeff Blake. Yeah. And what ended up happening is they had a big contract with Blake and they had to give Brooks a big contract because Brooks took over yeah. for him and played well. So, then they had to cut Blake and get take a big cap hit. And what he didn't want was for Delhomme to come in, get you know, take the Saints to the playoffs, maybe even win a playoff game, and then they'd have to pay Delhomme and get rid of Brooks. So he yeah. didn't want to have the, that quarterback scenario again. So they stick with Brooks, and you know, for the most part, the offense kind of went dead uh, for like the last four or five, five games. The offense just couldn't put up points. They couldn't get a passing game going. But that Vikings game at home, and they ended up losing their last three games. They were um, yeah, nine and four. They were nine and four, and, and then they lose their last three. In first place because they had seven. beat Tampa twice. At right, right. So I mean, we, we we were feeling good. I mean, it was a good season. Yeah. Um, and Tampa was the team that ends up winning the Super Bowl that year, right? Yep. And we had swept them. Yeah. So it was they were nine and four. They lose their last three, but the offense was just completely useless. Except for the Vikings game, for that some game reason, is Brooks fucking kinda, bananas. Michael yeah, Lewis Brooks was able a, to hit a couple passes, and even with Michael the injury, Michael Lewis ran a kickoff back. It's just yeah. They, so so they're able to score some points, um, but you know the Vikings late. You know they're down a couple scores and they come back, and you know the most significant thing about that game is that when that that off season, uh, you know Jim Haslett basically said, you know we're one elite cover corner away from being uh, a number one type team. And, you know, listen, they were nine and four uh, before the Brooks injury. And, and so they were going, they were headed to the playoffs and they were a good team. Like I, I don't think he was far off in that statement. So they spent a ton of money on Dale Carter, who <laughs> was old and had a really checkered past. You know, <laughs> That's a nice way and, to put it, fucking Dale Carter's yeah, past yeah. is a checker. He was a junkie. He was a junkie. 
and, and I, they they and they also sign his half brother Jake Reed, who had a great NFL career, but at this point is totally washed up. And Jake Reed's only job is to babysit Dale Carter because they want to make sure their investment is protected. Well, Dale Carter fails a test right after he signs his contract. And so he's suspended for like the first six games of the season or something. Um, or, or is he suspended for the whole year, Ralph? I don't Ralph? remember. I don't remember. I but, think he okay. might have been the whole anyway, year. He, he's back for this game, though, yeah, right? Yeah, he's back for this game. So maybe this was the following season. But Dale Carter's back. And, of course, he's not nearly as good as what Hazlitt promised. But at the same time, there he is covering Moss. And when the Saints were up, when the Saints were up two scores, I mean, it was just like finally Dale Carter was on the field. Finally, you know, this was his moment to prove it, and he was going up against the best in Moss, and Moss just totally took a 11. dump. On him. <laughs> Eleven catches yeah. for 113 yards and two yeah, scores. Yeah, and and Culpepper when they got down two scores at the end, like when the Saints started to get tight and Aaron Brooks couldn't throw for a first down. It was Culpepper to Moss all day long, and there was not a damn thing that Dale Carter could do. And so that touchdown you mentioned, um, I mean, Moss couldn't have smoked him more easily. But so it comes down to a two-point conversion. You know, it's a walk-off play, um, similar to that Raiders two-point conversion uh, a couple years ago. And they're out of the shotgun, and now I'm sitting with my dad. We're in the end zone in this game so we, we kind of have a mad view and we're all the way on on the other end zone so we're they basically have our, their backs to us and so you know we're not the end zone that's like really impacting the play but like everyone's going nuts here because the playoffs are on the line and they snap the ball and it hits Culpepper right in the hands and Dante Con- Culpepper fumbles it and at the time, the Saints had Dante Stallworth, and your buddy D would always call him Dante Stallpepper, <laughs> which was hilarious. But so he drops the ball, and it's a fumble. And so you we're going nuts. We're like, "Holy shit! Fall on it, tackle him, whatever. It's over." But like, he's kind of like struggling to pick the ball up, and finally, it he, took he, like, like eight. It, it felt like ten minutes before he picked that fucking ball up. I swear yeah, to yeah, God, I mean, an eternity. And like Moses parting the Red Sea, it's just like there you could drive two trucks down the middle of the end zone, and Culpepper just waltzes in. I mean, he picks up the ball and he literally just runs straight forward. I think he, winked, when he, I think he winked and pointed as he was going in. <laughs> I think he may have pulled down his pants and moon the dome before he, before he walked in. Um, but uh, but he scores, and the Saints lose by one, and they would go to Carolina the following week and put up like ten points. Well, no, the, no, they would go. They would go to Cincinnati, and Cincinnati was two and fourteen or three and. Three right, and three. So they were garbage, right? Yeah, so they lose. Oh, that's at right. Cincinnati. And they had like, they had like Nick Lachey was the yeah, running back. He had like two hundred yards rushing. And 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 uh, what was Williams, that guy's name? Nick Leckie. Yeah, Boo, Boo yeah. Williams dropped the touchdown. Um, just, just, just. It was awful. Calam- it fucking. Cal- and the thing was, yeah. like, within like the first quarter, you knew it was a fucking calamity, like waiting to happen. Oh, the Cincinnati game. Yeah, like it was yeah, cold yeah. and they couldn't move the ball. And then, but like, even though they're they're nine and six, all they need to do is beat Carolina. They couldn't even do that. And it's just a fucking. You know, they they, they scored six against Carolina. It's just a fucking disaster. But that that play, like, if they make that stop against Minnesota. I mean, they should. I mean, if Jake DeLome gets put in for Brooks, 
they yeah. not only go to the playoffs, but they could have done some damage. Because the following year, Delhomme goes to Carolina and takes them to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, the thing is, but even if they, like, get that stop, I don't think they go win a playoff game because Brooks' shoulder was wrecked and Hazlitt wasn't playing him. But if they'd have made the playoffs in 2002. But that's what I'm saying. If they make that switch yeah. before the Vikings game and, and stick with Delhomme for the rest of the year, oh, I think, it, I, I don't know if they're going to the Super Bowl, but they would have won their first playoff game. <laughs> Oh, well, the second. Or I guess they actually they already had, they but second. they would have won a playoff. But I mean, you yeah. can you can argue that, and you can argue even if they just make that play, like it might have bought Hazlitt another year after Katrina. Yes. And then the thing Payton is, again, Breeze don't the, have the, the the Bucks. I, I mean, there's two things here. Number one, Delhomme took the Panthers to the Super Bowl the following year, so he was he was good, but he was capable. And in that Super Bowl, by the way, he played Tom Brady and the Patriots, and he had a great game in the second Super Bowl. half. He was played very well, almost, out of his mind. Yeah, and I almost brought him back to win that game, and so he was very capable. Um, and the second thing, again, the Bucks won the Super Bowl that year, and the Saints swept them. Dude, the Saints. The, the Saints weird, were ahead of the Bucks in the division the we- until the collapse. The weird thing about the Saints under Hazlitt. And Venturi was a terrible defensive coordinator, and they didn't have good personnel. But for whatever the fucking reason was, Hazlitt and Venturi could fucking stop that Gruden offense cold. All his little bunch yeah. formations and his motions, like Venturi and Hazlitt fucking knew how to stop it cold, and they had peak deuce. So they were like, Tampa, we can stop your offense, and we're just going to run fucking deuce 35 times at your cover too. And when you can't stop it, we're going to hit Joe Horn over the top. And they yeah. beat Tampa a lot, and it worked, and it just didn't go. So that, that play, man, that play is that play is like a fork in the road for the Saints. Like it, it, if, it if it goes the other way, man, like – the whole 2006 to now might not have happened. Like, it's just yeah. one of those things. Now, I think the next two, obviously, in chronological people, what people are going to say is the worst play. Uh, 2011, the Saints play San Francisco. They turned the ball over five times in the fucking first half. Pierre Thomas is just killed on the first drive when the Saints are just marching down. Uh, and San Francisco hits Vernon Davis for the touchdown, and they win 36-32. to 32. Um the thing is with that, the thing that's weird about that game is the two plays I remember from that game, Andrew, is the Vernon Davis touchdown, obviously, but the the, the Alex Smith 28-yard touchdown almost is burned into my brain more because uh, the Saints, like, they were a shit show in the first half. Like, San Francisco had them, right? They, San Francisco was up 17 nothing. Drew Brees is a mess. It's it's. But the Saints had kind of come, they'd come all the way back. They'd gotten ahead, right? Uh 24-23. And you kind of felt like, okay, maybe the turnovers are behind them and the defense after giving up after being down 17 nothing had sort of stabilized and it was they'd only given up a couple of field goals, right? So you felt like maybe they're together and then Alex Smith fucking does a bootleg and just like waltzes into the end zone from 30 yards out and you're like, "No, this defense is fucking hopeless. I don't know what to like like but the Vernon Davis play, I mean, that drive was just, I, I just describe it to the people. And they know. It's just the fucking worst. Yeah. I mean, you know, they go zero blitz, send the house, and Davis, I mean, he goes for, what, 50 yards? I mean, at the time, that I, you know, it, it felt hopeless, but the Niners, I believe, had no timeouts and less than a minute left. Or, yeah, it was like 106 left. So it was just like, and I remember. 137 left. And then on the kickoff, they, I mean, they were inside the 20, I think. Yeah. So, 
I mean, you felt really good about it. Like the odds of them pulling this yeah, off. Yeah, you felt you felt like overtime was the worst that was going to happen. Yeah, I mean, you felt about as good as you felt about the Vikings game. You know, I, that I the would, odds of of blowing it were very I would very say, slim. I would say I felt better about San Francisco just because, at least with Minnesota, you felt, and we'll get to that in a second. You felt like a like. Minnesota, a PI could fuck you and they could kick a field goal and you would lose. At least with San Francisco, you're like, if they get a PI or something and they kick a field goal, the worst you got is overtime. That's right, the, that's right. the worst. It's gonna. The thing is, yeah. with that game, dude, that game was 23 to 17 with seven minutes to go. And it yeah. went, fu- they hit. It went crazy. Four yeah. minute mark, it went. Sproles, 44 yard touchdown. Alex Smith, 28 yard rush touchdown. Jimmy Graham, 66 yard touchdown. Vernon Davis, 14 yard touchdown in the last four minutes. Like it went, it, it was a fucking roller coaster of emotion. Um, and the thing I remember is I got totally shit faced drunk at my mom's house because we were going to somebody's engagement party after. And I was literally on the floor. The last four minutes of the room was just spinning. And my wife was like, I have never seen you this drunk ever. And I was just completely shit-faced. Kind of like I am now almost. But I was younger then, so I don't think it was four beers. It was probably like eight or nine or ten and shots and different things. Um, but, th- I mean, that th- we, we'll get it. We'll, I guess the thing is, the thing that that hurt, the, th- the reason why Vernon Davis hurts and I, it, it, is because... The Giants went to Green Bay and won the next day. And I don't know right. if the Saints would have won a Super Bowl, but I am—I don't give a shit about the Giants. They were hurt when the Saints played them on Monday night, whatever. There was not a team in the fucking NFL that was beating the 2011 Saints in the Superdome. I don't give a shit what you say. The Saints would have ripped the Giants a new asshole. Like like they already did that season. Yeah, like, like, like a month prior. Yeah, like I don't know if they'd have beaten New England because – Saints defense, that Saints defense was bad, and Belichick might have schemed it up, and it it would have been a fun Super Bowl. But that, that Brady, look, Brady would have ripped that defense to shreds. But that it, it that that Vernon Davis play it cost them a Super Bowl appearance for sure. And then the bounty yeah, gate happened after. It just it's so that makes it just feels so fucking awful, even that it's six years later. You know? Yeah. Yep. I mean, who do you? Do you, do you, do you, it's unbelievable that that offense, first of all, that, that offense doesn't get enough credit. Um, you know, it still makes me mad that the Rams were the greatest show on turf forever, but that that, that was the greatest show on turf. I mean, I mean it was, you know, I mean, just, that, the Rams didn't have anything like Jimmy Graham and Sproles. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, Col- Colson was a total afterthought in that offense. And he, and he was, was a thousand yard receiver. And the yeah. thing is, that team was so good. They, sh- they were on the fucking road. And down seventeen to nothing to a thirteen and three San Francisco team uh, outside, and just shook it off and was like, "All right." And it, you, I mean, that game went into halftime. It was seventeen fourteen. You were like, "I, I told you, I was like, we got this." The Saints couldn't play a fucking worse first half, and they're down three. No, I'm like, this yeah. is this is in the bag. This is going to get up. Best open. case scenario, you know. Yeah. Um, and it just didn't go. And I think that that's why it that that's why the more I think of it, that play kind of will haunt will haunt forever. So now we get to first opportunity. We 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 knew it immediately, man. We the yeah. I mean, as soon as it was over, we were on the podcast or whatever, and 
I mean, we were all saying, you know, we'll we'll talk about this one 50 years from now. Yeah, I think, and now we go to this year, unfortunately, and Stefan did. The Saints are up 24-23, uh, and uh, you think they've got it in the – you think they have it in the bag. I I mean, I pretty much did. I, I won't lie, you know. Uh, and, it, you know, they – the Minnesota hits Stefan Diggs. Um, Why you got to do this to me, man? <laughs> and uh, the Saints lose. Um, you know, and it was it was a calamity of bad events. You know, the Saints they're only up one, so I think I think Marcus Williams and other guys were petrified of a P, especially Marcus Williams was petrified of a PI because if he gets if he crashes into him and gets a PI, they kick the field goal and win. And Forbath had hit a fifty yarder before. Um, Mm -hmm. so that was part of it. Um, you know, the thing is to me, seeing Philadelphia dump truck Minnesota the next week, like it, it just mellowed it out to me, you know? It took a little bit of the sting out. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, I I think we all were like, oh, we want that path to, we we, want to play Philly as soon as possible. You know, everyone thought they were going to beat Philly and you know, and Philly, in the Super Bowl too, I mean, took care of business against the Patriots. So, you know, the reality is the Saints are pretty banged up at this point, and uh, they they just they lost a lot of guys, a lot of key guys, especially on defense this year. And I'm just not sure there was anything left in the tank to go into Philly um, and win that game. Now, maybe I'm wrong, but um, you know, when I see what transpired afterwards. Um, that Philly team was good with Foles. They were real good. And, you know, I just think at the end of the day, when you look at the Saints and what they were going up against going into Philly, like, to me, as much as that play was soul-crushing and awful, and I hated that my son had to <laughs> experience that. Yeah. And, and, I, and I like Welcome I, to Saints yeah. fanhood, buddy. Yeah, seeing him cry and break down as that happened was like, holy shit, this is me as a kid all over again. This is this is the Falcons in 91 all over again. But uh, I just I, I, I just go back to the play against the Niners and the missed opportunity, and this just this just didn't feel you know this. We would have advanced one more week, but I don't feel like we lost the Super Bowl title in 2011. I felt like fuck, we would have won the Super Bowl. Yeah, or at least got there. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I'm in agreement with you, you know, and, and, I, and at the time, at the time I, I said that the, the Saints, the Minnesota loss was worse because it, you, you felt like you had the game. You never felt like you had the San Francisco game, which is true. You never felt yeah. like, even when the Saints scored, you never felt like it was totally wrapped up. You felt like maybe they'll kick a field goal and it'll go to overtime. You never felt like it was wrapped up. Let's kick that field goal. Let's be honest. We were like, this fucking game is done. We're going to Philadelphia. Maybe we'll win. Maybe we won't. You weren't saying they're going to have a fucking walk-off touchdown. Like, you were thinking they won this fucking game. So that's why, in the, in the moment, it burned more. But I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to undersell it. I mean, no. let's, let's be real. Like, the... It was awful. It was horrible what happened. And, but I just think if Minnesota had gone into Philly and annihilated the Eagles and then beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, it, it, would, have, it would feel a lot different. It would. You'd be like, but, fuck. We had, yeah, then, but the from- Eagles, the Eagles, I mean, listen, the Eagles were the best team. When Carson Wentz was the quarterback, it was clear who was the best team in the league. 
and the Eagles were dominant, and they they really sh- they really were the Super Bowl favorite. And the only thing that really put that in question was the loss of their starting quarterback. Yeah, but they were the best team. They were the best team all year. Yeah. So I mean, I guess as we finish this up, if you had to, if you had to say. You you say Vernon Davis. I, I would say I would rank Vernon Davis one. I agree. And even though I don't really remember it, I only have readings and looking it up. I would say the Rams eighty three play is second. When you stack all the importance of it together, I would rank. I mean the double hail, hail mary of the, the Falcons. Dub, the double I mean, hail, big I, I wasn't. I wasn't yeah, I mean I wasn't alive then, but. That's pretty God, crazy. that sounds horrible. That's it. And then they they opened the 79 season against Atlanta and lost in overtime because they snapped the ball over Ro- Russell Erksleben's head. And the, the, the Falcons scored. Of course they did. And that was the first ever sellout in the Superdome to start the 79 season. So it's Yeah, just, I mean, that Falcons hatred and rivalry, yeah. it started b- yeah. before before us, man. Yeah, I mean, these, these are some – this was a strong – uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine playlists. That was a, just a strong list. So listen, people, you got what you paid for. I'm sure we missed a couple, but I'm yeah. sure we missed a. I'm sure we missed a couple, but I don't think I don't think we missed anything that's. Um, I don't think we missed anything that's a that that is. Uh, you didn't. You didn't mention the loss to the Eagles in the playoffs. I mean that. Hurt. Yeah, but they didn't have like a. Speci- uh, they didn't have a specific. I mean, they didn't have a specific play yeah. that swung. I mean, they had the two long bombs to Barnett. I guess we could have added in, but um, I, I don't feel like that 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 game has like a specific play that's like. See, so like the finality of the Stefan Diggs play to me if we're just going to call it a play is maybe more significant because you know, there the 49ers game, it was like, I mean, the, the pass to Vernon Davis where he gets lit up in the end zone, like that's the cherry on top, you know, that, that's kind of, but it culminates with the Alex Smith run and the 50 yard pass to Vernon yeah. Davis before that. So like, you know, there's a lot of things that happen. Um, I mean, with Stefan Diggs, it's just one play boom game. Yeah. You felt like it was done. You felt like you felt like it was. Oh, I mean, th- I won't lie. I told my wife, I was like, we're my doing. Wife. I was like, we're doing a live fucking show on Blog Talk Radio, and I might go for two hours on this win. This is the This is the best. This is the greatest Saints non Super Bowl win in the history of the franchise. Like that's like I. I I will say that, like that's what it would have been if they'd have came back on the road from that down to beat Minnesota, which you thought they did. So I don't. Yeah. It's hard. This is a. This was a. This is fun, but it's also miserable. But this is what you paid for, people. This is why you donated. Uh, you got me mispronouncing names. You got uh, us talking about Sadka. Tag Mitka. Hashtag Mitka. Uh, so anyway, uh, this is your first one. So uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Take us out. Take us out, British lady. Thanks to all of our Saints Happy Hour listeners whose donations made Drunk Saints History possible. Until next time, remember, surviving Saints History is hard. That's why God made alcohol. How powerful is Cox Internet? 
powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to one gigabit per second. Cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply.